is going on, everybody, and welcome back into HPU Sports Talk. My name is Danny Shea, joined by Ava Sames, as always. We apologize about the hiatus for being gone for a little while, but we are back. We are better than ever. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's been a lot going on. Last time we were here, the Cobain Center wasn't even open yet. Yeah. Now we have a full season of basketball pretty much underneath our belt already, right. and we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's just dive right into it. Definitely. Men's basketball team. A little bit of a skid right now, a four-game losing streak. Yeah. Past three games, obviously, have been close uh, with the Radford loss on mm-hmm. Saturday, the Longwood loss, which was on ESPNU on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and the prior Longwood game before that. Um, Zach Austin is a beast and Insane. is a beast. and What a freshman. Absolutely. Setting the record, most big South freshman of the week honors with seven this year. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 14.3 points a game, 7.8 rebounds a game, and one and a half assists a game. They're at A&T Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, but this men's team has had a lot to deal with this year. Yeah. Obviously, Tubby Smith getting COVID, then stepping down as head coach. Yeah. Uh, associate coach Gigi Smith, his son, taking over. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the basketball team this year, Eva? So, obviously, they've had not a great record. Yeah. Uh, they're a losing record in both conference play and overall. They're 11-17 overall and 5-9 in the conference. And, you know, a lot of this can be – attributed to just not finishing their games. Yeah, agreed. They play so well in the first half, and most of their games, they're up at halftime, and they're winning by at least two, sometimes eight, sometimes 12 at halftime, and they just can't finish. They can't also shoot their free throws. Now, recently, these past three games, they their free throws percentage has been up tremendously, mm-hmm. but beginning of the game when the beginning of the season when they were losing a lot they they really just couldn't shoot at the line yeah absolutely you mentioned the struggles at the free throw line that's been a story all mm-hmm. year long uh we've seen manny struggle at the line emmanuel zutabor mm-hmm. seen alex holt struggle a little bit at the line one player that has not really struggled a lot is john michael wright shining mm-hmm. as Never. always especially in the thursday night game which i want to get into right now yeah espnu national television the pregame party in the conference center the cobain center Fantastic. was rocking the Everyone corner was rocking the cobain's corner was rocking as always <laughs> Um, what were your? I know you were at the game Thursday yeah. night. What were your thoughts on the atmosphere? It, it finally felt. It finally felt like not that it hasn't felt like a college mm-hmm. atmosphere all year long, but, but it had a little bit of an added buzz to it yeah. that you see at most college games. So I, I've gotten many opportunities to speak to John Michael after the games, and he says every single time, whenever there's a big crowd like that, they're they're always amped up. The feeling is electric. They they know that they're going to show out for the people that come, and he said it multiple times that atmosphere really does mean a lot to them and seeing that um atmosphere and it was the largest amount of people that have ever attended a basketball game or that have ever been in the Cobain Center since it opened just at the beginning of the season with over 5,000 people which is crazy there was at least 200 people in the standing room alone because they've had filled every single seat that they possibly could and that really attributes to the Cobain Center and to how amazing it looks. I mean, the the arena is absolutely stunning. It's beautiful in every single corner. They did a fantastic job on it. Now we just really need to show up and win some games, and I think that winning more and more will create the better atmosphere that these players are looking for. Yeah, you mentioned the, you mentioned the difference on what a home game means to a team, yeah. especially when they have the crowd behind them. It shows in their record this year, too. Yeah. They're 9-6 and six in the Cobain Center this year. Exactly. Um, they have a winning record at home, not so much on the road, though, as they're 2-10 and 10 on the road. Yeah. But I want to talk about their recent stretches of games. I alluded sure. to it before um, with the two games against Longwood mm-hmm. and the game against Radford. Uh, specifically, yeah. 
uh, the Radford game here. 66-64 uh, defeat by Radford. Down big. Radford opening up the game with a 13-1 to mm-hmm. run. But high point clawed back. Zach Austin mm-hmm. leading the scoring again for this team. What did you see Saturday from this team that, what, like, it's it's it hurts every time no, because it does. They, because, because they come all the right way there. exactly they come all the way back down big early mm-hmm. they're up at halftime and then they they that, find yeah. a way to break your heart they, again they they always find a way to claw back and everyone that the that two to four to six points that they're up and then you feel it you like can see it coming and then they go on a six shot streak of misses yeah and they just miss their there are three pointers. They just miss a jumper. They they miss a free throw, and then all of a sudden they're down by ten again, and then the game's over because they don't have that momentum that they had to pick back up. They they get these these little spurts when they're down like that, and it only happens one a game when they are able to claw back up and take everything back, but they just they can't do it twice. Yeah, absolutely. And Gigi said it after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, in quote, another close game for us. I thought our guys lost the game in the first five minutes. I did not think we were ready to play. We went down 13-1 to start the game, and when you're down that much, it makes it hard to come back. So mm-hmm. it, that's for any team, though. You yeah. go down big early, it's always going to be tough to come back. you got to be proud of the effort, though, by the boys to come back, mm-hmm. claw their way back into the game. But let's transfer it to a team, uh, another basketball team of I, ours. I love these girls. That's been winning a little bit here <laughs> recently. They started off the year a little shaky. Yeah. Non-conference play kind of beat them up a little bit, but the high point, Lady Panthers, the women's basketball team, now 14-12, and 11-4 and in the Big South. Now make it 12-4 12 and 4 12 and 4 after a tonight. win tonight against Winthrop, a 58-42 final. Callie Shire, Jensen Edwards, Jordan Edwards, all tied for 12 points tonight, leading the Panthers in scoring. What did you see from them tonight? They – so I – was here, so I had to watch on my computer a little bit. I didn't get the full game. I didn't get the full atmosphere. But these girls are so good. They work so hard in in practice. They work so hard in the games. And, you know, it's really hard when your um, leading scorer, Skylar Curran, gets hurt. Yeah. And she is such an important role for this team. She takes on such an important leadership role. And without her out on the court, we saw them struggle when, when she did go down and get hurt. And it was really, really hard for them. And now I think they realize that, okay, we can do it without her. We have plenty of amazing girls. They they are so good, and they work so hard. And, you know, their coach has the, the most faith in them than I've ever seen in a coach ever. She, she saw her, she saw Skylar go down, and she was like, we're good. We're fine. You know, we have a bench full of amazing women that can really get this done. Yeah, you mentioned the bench. Mm-hmm strong depth for the women's team on the bench yeah. this year. We knew one of those pieces, Callie Shire, mm-hmm. was going to be big off the bench for them this season anyway, but then gets transitioned into that starting role. She started a lot of the games yeah. since Skyler has gone down. Uh, leads the team in scoring tonight with 12. I want to mention something about this game, though. Sure. Panthers go Panthers go up 17-6 after the first quarter. Yeah. Good quarter, good defensive game from the Panthers. Then they give up 18 points to their 7 in the second quarter, so mm-hmm. a little shaky defensive effort, but then the Panthers lock down 15-8 in the third, and then they outscore them 19-10 in the fourth. But Callie, Callie's played really well this year, shot the ball really well all year, pretty consistently for the she Panthers, is. too. What have you seen from her all season? She she is one of those girls that you you originally look at her on the bench and you're like, all right, if any of my starters need need 20 minutes, like she can come in for those 20 minutes and really show up and put out what she needs to. But like you said, with Skylar out, like she 
was put into that role and she has only excelled from there she has only done nothing but make her shots she you can see her communicating with the girls on the court also she she is taking a small part of that leadership role and especially with with Skylar out they're all kind of working together more to take on the leadership that she had but she especially really knows what to do when to do it and how to do it she really she she makes almost all of her shots. She has a fantastic um, shooting percentage. I don't have it up. Yeah, like she's me, 35% from three yeah. this season, averaging eight points a game. But even though eight's not the biggest number of all time, she scores when she, you need her to score. Exactly. She can she always she can always find the bottom of the basket when you need her mm-hmm. to. So good per, good uh, effort, excuse me, from the from the Panthers tonight. Their final game of the year in the Cabane Center is this Wednesday, seven o'clock, UNC Asheville. Big one. One and a half back of first place in the Big South, so the Panthers that was need. tonight. Yes, so the Panthers need all the help they can get, mm-hmm. um, and that'll definitely help on Wednesday night. They could pick up a win against a good UNC Asheville team. Yeah. Let's transition it now to the lacrosse field, yeah. our men's lacrosse team. Uh, three tough games, I'd say, to start the year so oh, far. Boy. They play the number one and the number two teams in the country in Virginia and Maryland. They kind of flip flop places though. Yeah. We played Maryland when they were the number two team. They're now the number one yeah, team. Exactly. Played Virginia when they were the number one team. No. They're now the number two, two team. Yeah. So. Uh, 21-13 loss against Maryland. Mm-hmm. They come back home to Vert. They win 11-10 against Colgate in overtime. An yeah. overtime goal from Asher Nolting. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that game in a second. Yeah. And then Virginia. This is like the third year in a row they've lost <laughs> to one. But they've lost by one to Virginia in Virginia. Yeah. Why they, can't they beat Virginia? I don't I, understand. I don't understand because they are always so close and we're always we're always winning at some point and you you feel the intensity and you 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 can you can genuinely feel it from the stands and you're or you're watching on your computer and these guys want it so bad and they they have these amazing players like Asher Nolting which I want you to talk about in a minute because he this I'm so happy he came back he's fifth yeah, year and big time you know he was he really shows up in these games. What do you what do you see from him? I mean, you see exactly what you want to see from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colgate game. I mean, they put the toothpaste team. I mean, come on, <laughs> now, yeah, the team they're called Colgate. Um, <laughs> you knew <laughs> you knew when you needed somebody big to step up in yeah. an overtime game like that. You expect a guy like mm-hmm. Asher to step up, and what does he do? He scores the game winner. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that that you always expect from your star players, mm-hmm. and he's always able to deliver when you need him to. That's what a star player does. The game against Virginia, he had three assists in, right. so he's now 18th all-time for most assists in NCAA history with 160. He's 73 away from the NCAA all-time assist leader. Uh, you know, 73 assists in a season might be a little ridiculous here to think about, but, but he's, the he's fact he's even close. that close yeah. to first all-time in a big category like that is crazy. But this Virginia game... It's not only the fact that they lose to Virginia by, like, one or two goals. They're always, like, a top two, three team in the country when always. we play them. They're number one this time. But it's so frustrating because you, you play a game, you play a game like Virginia, right the uh, Maryland game, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, they get, the scoreboard doesn't reflect it. But they had a good effort in that game. They did. They played no, really they played well. well. Um, Parker Green making big saves when needed. He made them against Virginia. Mm-hmm. He made them against Colgate. He makes them all he the time. He makes them every, every um, time he needs to. But I want to talk about another player. Yeah. Brandon Maeda. Oh, the sophomore. SoCon Offensive Player of the Week, the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. This dude's a beast. Did you see his behind-the-back goal that he scored against Colgate, speaking of the toothpaste oh, team? 
Of course I did. It was all over Twitter. It was Twitter. all over the place. It was all over SportsCenter. Our was... boy Wendell, who's not here tonight, unfortunately, but he had an epic call as per usual. The goal oh, call. Oh, my God. Soccer it. season. I miss, I miss soccer season. <laughs> miss I, I miss his angelic goal calls. <laughs> but he, he had a good call the other night. That was all over the mm-hmm. internet. So shout out Wendell. Uh, we'll see him back here very soon. But yeah. Brandon Maia is lighting it up. What are you seeing from him? You know, as a, you know, he was a freshman last year. He's a sophomore yep. this year. And for someone to step up like that, you, you see him become such an important and key player on this team. And you look around to everybody else and you see some juniors that, or seniors even, that kind of are looking towards him. Yeah. And you, you see him kind of controlling the offense at times. And he just, he fits in so well with this team. And everyone kind of, ba- this, is, this is why they, they do so well is because they really do bounce off each other. And him in that offensive position has strengthened their offense. And I think the more that they continue to use him and the more that they continue to keep him on as a leader, not only as a player, as an offensive player, as a sophomore, but as a leader, the more that this team is going to grow and to win these these number one Virginia games. Yeah. Yeah, you need a guy like him to step up, and he absolutely has so far. Nine points on the season so far in just three games with mm-hmm. eight goals and one assist. So, Brandon Maia, another force to be reckoned with on this Definitely. stacked, honestly, stacked Stack men's team. lacrosse team. Um, they're back in action on Saturday, I believe, right, against yeah, Navy. Against so, Navy. Another tough one. Another tough one. Uh, another nationally televised game for the boys. So, yes. uh, definitely check definitely that out. Definitely tune that in. Yeah. If you don't have ESPN+, Plus, you can, you can watch that anyway. Is it on ESPN+. Plus? I don't think so. I think it's, I on, think it's uh, on Big Ten Network. Yeah, it yeah, is. No, it is on the Big it's Ten a, Network. Yeah, it is. So definitely check in uh, to them there. Uh, let's switch it to the other team now, the women's lacrosse team. Yes. Tough game uh, against Duke back at home yeah. this weekend, 22-13 uh, to 13 loss. Mm-hmm. But when you play a top team in the country, we just mentioned it with the men's team, you you got to love a spirited effort like that. And they absolutely also, had that at Vert Stadium they, this weekend. They had them in the first half. They did. They had them. They had them. They were – I was sitting there, and I'm watching this match, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're about to be Duke. This is going to be a fantastic win. This is exactly what they needed after their first loss against Davidson, and they just lost it. Yeah, and they, it's okay. It, listen. And you know what? It happened, and you just – something doesn't click in the second half. You, you, you go inside, and you, you talk it out, but sometimes that makes it worse. Yeah. And you, you didn't feed off of each other, or I don't, I don't even know what happened, but it just – it didn't click for them in the second half. And yeah. the first half they killed it. And they were they were winning that game. Yeah, I mean I, I personally was not in attendance on yeah. Sunday, but listen, you know I'm the giveaway guru here. <laughs> I heard this beanie that they gave out on Sunday was so I nice. Did I'm not sure get Wendell one. probably has like seven. Wendell of them. probably has seven. He probably has like seven of them. I got there late. I didn't get one. <sighs> so I'm yeah, I'm fortunate. I'm very disappointed about it. Um I'm looking for all the giveaways that I can get. Also. Yeah, of course. You have to. But I mean, basketball game, I got two shirts. I have about like seven of them. Yeah. But, no, I mean, come on. I, I catch them all the time. The little basketballs that they throw, too. Oh, come the on basket- now. No, I start giving those away. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> you should keep have, them. They're awesome. But I, don't, I have too many. Back to the women's lacrosse yeah, team, definitely. though. Um, I know we were talking before. You mentioned two players that you were really looking at this oh, season. Who, who were the – I said save it for the show. Who, I who know, do you got? Abby Horms and Jenna Craft. I am obsessed with these girls. They, they have so, so much to offer this team. I mean, Abby is a pre, preseason offense player of the year, and they're both preseason all-conference team. And Abby has 
98 points. She has 16 caused turnovers and 32 ground balls just last season. This is her fifth year here. She, she brings a lot to the yeah. table, and they really do need her. And, you know, I've been saying it this entire, this entire episode. I'm tired of saying it, but she is the biggest leader of this team. Yeah. Everyone looks to her. Every single stopped play, every, everything, everyone, you can just – everyone turns and stares at her because she is so important and so vital to this team. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. It's, mm-hmm. kind of a, it's kind of an Asher situation on the women's yeah. team this time. A fifth-year player coming back, a leading scorer. Mm-hmm. You mentioned 98 points last season alone. We were talking about her all all season all last season. year. I remember sitting at this very spot talking about <laughs> Abby Horn. So like, stud, absolute stud. Yeah. I'm very I'm very excited to see what she can do so for us this season. Back. They're up this Saturday again, JMU mm-hmm. at noon. So definitely JMU, tune in. Yeah. Favorite to win the Big South this year are the are the women yeah. team. So listen, we'll see. Listen, they were they were favored last year, and they were favored the year before that, and they're favored this year. Sometimes they prove it and sometimes they don't. And I see it this year. I hope so. I, I, I really hope so. I hope I hope honestly every team wins the title this year. Oh, I obviously. See, obviously. I come on. I'm we not, are title town. I'm not sure we're gonna see it out of the men's basketball team. I, you never know. Come turn. No, you never know. No, you don't know. You never know. I am very hopeful we see it in both men's and women's lacrosse and in women's basketball. And I think that Titletown could be coming back. I hope so. I, I really hope <laughs> so. I mean, you mentioned the women's basketball team come, come oh, yeah. Big South time. They, they've absolutely torn it, torn it up in the Big South this year. Oh, yeah. That's where we were saying it before the season started. We yeah. were saying they might not do the best come yeah. non-conference play. Absolutely. But they're going to eat when the Big South, turn, when the Big South uh, conference starts. Yeah. So exactly. Same exact thing. Let's transition it to another team now that started their season this past weekend. Yeah. In Jacksonville, uh, the men's baseball team opening up their season this this weekend with a three-game set in Jacksonville. Tough weekend, taking a 6-3 defeat on Friday, Mm -hmm. 17-9 defeat on Saturday, and a tough 5-3 defeat on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, They host. They don't host. They actually go to. I'm so happy. Schools. Come on, it's I know, that it's time midterms, of It's midterms. It's, midterms. It's, you guys got to give me a break. I'm sorry. <laughs> they <laughs> but, head um, to Raleigh at yeah. 3 o'clock on tomorrow, actually. A tough, a tough test for this team, though. Yeah. Number seven team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of returning players for the for the men's yeah. baseball team this year. Um, can't wait for them to get back here Same. against Toledo this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully I'll be in the booth for some of them this year. Yeah. That, that could be a possibility. I, I can't wait to hear some home run calls then. Well, we had, we had a broadcasting session earlier upstairs oh, like to just go over some things yeah. and stuff like that and they made me do like a um like a, a mock one. call or whatever <laughs> and of course they gave me the situation where there's a home run oh my gosh so of course my i, I, I had to had go no it was just it was just so it was first inning first inning first inning it was a solo home run, run. but yeah. um but yeah so if you guys are you watching know, watch tune, the baseball broadcast in. this year maybe you yeah. can hear danny on there oh my god imagine that'd be fun so they traveled to Jacksonville this past weekend. They did. They had a really tough weekend. They did have a tough weekend. And, and you know, it's hard to watch them do this. You know, they had some, they had a couple of pitching mishaps and whatnot. I actually have a, a good friend of mine who attends Jacksonville, and I was texting her during the games. I was like, hey, can you, like, go to these for me? And she was at them. She was like, yeah, you know, they're pitching. They just, they're hanging a lot of, curveballs and can't be doing that no 
you can't be hanging curveballs and you can't be throwing fastballs straight down the middle right after that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not a start you want to have yeah. to a season mm-hmm. uh, getting swept to start the year, and yeah. especially when you're coming back to a tough team like NC State. Yeah. They're playing a couple tough teams this year, honestly. They no, got, they got, they got they NC got State. Lineup. They got NC State, then they come back for a series against Toledo. Toledo's a very good team, returning coach. They got VT coming uh, up, too. Virginia Tech, I mean, Pitt, Kentucky, West Virginia. And then, then they get into the Big, Big South, South play. But this team this team could is going to have a little bit of a tough stretch. I, I yeah. kind of compare it to the, women, to the women's basketball team. And the men, yeah. Even the men's basketball team, the non-conference schedules. Mm-hmm. They're going to see some tough teams. They're going to see some really tough teams. Mm-hmm. We saw the men's basketball team obviously see Kentucky, mm-hmm. Michigan State. Yeah. So... You we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think I think it's gonna be a little tough for the boys to start off the year, but yeah. come Big South time, I come, oh my god, I really can't speak. Tonight. Midterms. Midterms. They're getting you. Oh my god, they're getting me so good. They're getting me so good. <laughs> but it's hard to to gauge after yeah, a three game stretch like this, and then I mean to turn around. Sunday was yesterday, and they're playing yeah, tomorrow, literally. and they had really really rough weekend. But you know what? I think that if they kind of get their hitting together, maybe. Try not to get caught stealing bases. Yeah, you know, just I mean that's the that's the key to any team. But it's very early, so it we'll, is very we'll, early. we'll see where Only we'll see where they in. go from here. Tough uh, test, like we said, NC State tomorrow, mm-hmm. three o'clock Eastern. Uh, it'll be Terry Merritt for the Panthers and Logan Adams for North Carol for NC State. Wow, North Carolina. I am so midterms. Yeah, I'm blaming midterms. Okay, blame midterms. Mid-term. I'll blame midterms too. Social ethics, not a fun class. <laughs> Logan Adams for uh, NC State, Teddy Merritt for the Panthers, 3 o'clock tomorrow, and mm-hmm. number 7, NC State. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of HPU Sports Talk. Like, like I said earlier in the broadcast, we apologize about the hiatus, but we'll be back on a bi-weekly basis. So right after this episode, you're going to have to wait a week, unfortunately. We know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I we, apologize. It, it's Listen, we, we know we're a fantastic show. No, I'm just kidding. We- um, <laughs> but every other week, so definitely catch us back here in two weeks. Uh, for Ava Sames, My name is Danny Shea. Let's go Panthers, and we'll see you next time.